Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 17th of November, 2022, and on today's show, does the Big 12 have a respect problem when it comes to the media and the way that they are viewed? The answer is pretty clearly yes. We'll explain why on the show, how we fix that, and why this really exists, because there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, so the respect of the Big 12, that topic coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, 17th of November, 2022. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube, trying to build up that right now, approaching 2,700. Help us get there by subscribing. Your best place for six days a week of Big 12 content. We have game previews, reviews, all those kinds of things. Also, we talk about the big picture stuff, television contracts, conference expansion, things like today, kind of a big picture Thursday is what we do. We'll talk about the respect of the Big 12. So all kinds of Big 12 content here at Locked on Big 12. Make sure you guys subscribe. Find us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore uh, and then find the show on podcast platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those places. Also, dealing with the change of weather, we had 75 this weekend, and now we're in the 30s now. So I'm getting that. I'm not sure about you guys getting that change of weather bug right now. So if I don't sound great all the way through, I'll do my best. But uh, that's that's what's affecting the, the vocal cords right now. So uh, today's conversation, respect and the Big 12. And usually like to do something big picture on Thursday, was kind of thinking about this. And then Paul Feinbaum Stephen A. Smith and uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo kind of took care of this for me. Uh, they had a conversation yesterday on first or whenever this was on first take about TCU and where they should be in terms of the college football playoff rankings. I will show you guys this uh, minute and a half or minute to 10 seconds long clip. And you guys will hear the audio of you guys listening uh, just to kind of get us going here. Are you insinuating that if TCU goes undefeated, they don't deserve to be in the NCAA Final Four? I'm saying it's hard because I I love the kids, and I don't want to be unfair to the kids, okay? But I got to tell you, that damn schedule I find very non-impressive. I do. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, these teams, they haven't looked the same to me, Paul. Has the Big 12 been the Big 12 that you come to know and love? No. Well, first of all, dog. You know, you're so far off. It's embarrassing. Okay. Um, because the big 12, the big 12 really doesn't have, I mean, it's, this is not the old big 12 dog. I mean, this is the TCU big 12 and, and TCU, uh, analytics looked this up the other day. If you, if you put TCU against the top 10, top 12 in the country on a neutral site, they're, they're an underdog against every team. Now, that doesn't mean very much uh, on the field, but it, that's where we play, have the playoffs. It's on neutral sites, and I think TCU would get blown away, uh, blown off the, off the field against Georgia, against Tennessee, against Alabama, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State. They, they don't belong in there. All right, so there's a lot to unpack there. So um, we didn't get the full comment from from Chris Mad Dog Russo. I, I, I would... I would assume that Mad Dog's point is that he believes TCU should be in. Now, how much college football he watches, um, I really don't know, and I am skeptical of that. He also called it the NCAA Final Four. For those of you who follow college football closely, 
uh, we, you guys all know that, um, that that's not what we call it. Uh, the NCAA really has nothing to do with it. And it's also a huge talking point. It's kind of the reason why the NCAA is, is exploring expansion for the NCAA tournament, because they make all of their revenue as a, as a body off of the NCAA tournament. And we're talking about the breakaway situation for college football. What does that mean for the future of the NCAA? They're not showing very much teeth when it comes to investigations and whatnot. So, um, you know, slip of the tongue, whatever, but like that, there's a lot of stuff in this conversation that shows that these guys don't watch football. It, re it reveals two really big issues or at least big 12 football. It reviews, uh, reveals two really big issues. Number one is that this kind of conversation sucks to see it's detrimental to, to the sport of college football. It's, it's not full of anything that's actually truthful, except for the betting lines comment, which we'll get into here in a second. And it's lazy. And number two, ESPN has made such an investment in college football through the, in the past, the Big Ten. Obviously, the SEC now getting that 330 game. They're, they're the home of the SEC, SEC Network. Obviously, the future with the Big 12, they're very invested in that, the ACC. They have put a large investment in, in college football. And their apparatus for promoting it has really been poor. So let's put a footnote in that. Let's circle around back to that later. But as it comes to the disrespect being shown to the Big 12 here, um, Stephen A. in this clip clearly has no idea, right? Because he said he doesn't want to talk about this because of, quote, the kids. He doesn't want to upset the kids. Well, I appreciate Stephen not commenting on something he clearly doesn't know anything about and using the kids as his out there and then deferring to Paul of, hey, is this the Big 12 that's normally the Big 12? Here is, here is the really big problem in this entire clip. Paul Feinbaum, who I know and uh, not know like super personally, but I have met multiple times, came on my radio show in college, what is always so helpful to young journalists trying to get into the industry, wants to help people like that out. He is fantastic. And he is one of the most prominent speakers when it comes to college football. He really is kind of the mouthpiece when it comes to college football on shows like this for him to say stuff like this, that, you know, for to call dog idiotic and to say some of the embarrassing things that he said is really shocking and harmful. Like it kind of goes along with the, the, the promotion part of it with the point number two with ESPN. This is not good at all. The only thing that's factual that he said is uh, TCU would be an underdog to the three current playoff teams. That is true. That is the only true thing he said, though. And he's like, and you know, that, that's on the field, but we got to play these things in the field. Yeah. Guess what? Guess who was a seven and a half point underdog last week and won the game and should have won the game by two scores on the road against a team that the analytics, the power ratings absolutely love. TCU. TCU shut out the best running back in the country last week and had an excellent game and only allowed one defensive touchdown off a off a drop. You know, the quarterback drops the ball on their way to winning the game. They get the ball back, ice that thing up, easy to go because of how good their defense showed up, showed out, and they won that game as a seven and a half point underdog. All right. Also, for him to say that uh, the, the TCU schedule, the Big 12 is not very good. This is the TCU Big 12. What that implies, folks, is that because it's TCU's league now, that the rest of the league is not good enough. That because it's not Oklahoma's Big 12, it's not Texas's Big 12. 
that means that the league is lesser. Was Baylor's Big 12 bad last year? I remember that being pretty competitive. I remember there being three pretty strong teams there at the end of the year with Oklahoma State, eventual champion Baylor, and then Oklahoma, then playing Bedlam. And, and Oklahoma lost both those games to Oklahoma State and to Baylor last year when those teams played. And, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't complain and whine and bitch and moan about it being Baylor's Big 12. That idea that it's TCU's Big 12 is, is really awful because – what happens when Oklahoma and Texas leave? This fight for respect that we have to convince people like Paul Feinbaum, who have these you know seats of power and are, once again, I respect him a lot. Like, that's horrible. That's really horrible. The Big 12 is going to have to disprove people like that. I go back to that Peter Burns clip that we played earlier in the year. I'll play that for you guys real fast right here. I, I'm so sick and tired of us, like, pretending that other conferences are as good as, as the SEC. Right. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of pretending that TCU could hold a candle right now to Alabama or to Georgia or to Tennessee. And yet I'm supposed to feel that way. I'm so well, you know, UCLA, if they keep undefeated, the Pac-12 is supposed to be there. Why the hell should they be? The Pac-12 is a joke of a conference compared to the SEC. You look at recruiting rankings. You look at the at the amount of success in the past. You look at the, the guys that are going to be coming off of, of rosters to play in the NFL. And I mean, I'm supposed to, to think that an undefeated UCLA team could, could go – Blow for blow with Georgia? No, but what about Oregon? I, Oregon's already been blown out yeah, by Georgia. Lost, well, we've seen that once yeah. right now. So that clip, not directly obviously related, but it's it. And, and my employer, SiriusXM, promoted that um, to spark conversation, spark debate. And we talked about it on the show that I work on, Big 12 Today on SiriusXM. And it's stuff like this that gets out there. Number one, nobody's saying the SEC is, nobody is saying the SEC is uh, not the number one conference. The problem is, is that with the narrative that's being parroted, it is the why should we even let anybody else compete or play, right? Paul mentions it. Peter mentions it. This is TCU's Big 12. TCU, we shouldn't even, you know, why are we comparing them? Uh, you know, they, they, there'd be underdogs against Tennessee, Georgia, and uh, Ohio State, and Michigan. Why are we even comparing them? Guys, think about this. When Oklahoma and Texas leave this league, we're going to lose even more respect, even though with the way things are trending right now, it doesn't look like either of those two teams are going to win it. Now, obviously, these things are cyclical, but it doesn't look like any of those two teams, either of those two teams are going to win a Big 12 championship on their way out. And, you know, and it looks certainly right now like neither of them will play in the game. They didn't play last year. They're not going to play this year, it looks like uh, at this point in time. And once they leave, guys, I guarantee you that we're still going to lose respect in this league. Like once again, I have no singular dog in this fight. I cover the league as a whole. I like the league as a whole. I want the league to do well. And I'm under no illusion that the SEC, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the SEC is, is not as good as the big 12. I think it's better than the big 12. I, I would argue that 110%, but I go back to things like the big 12 is the only league where we are now heading into week number 12. We are now on, you know, heading into the twenties in and in, in, uh, November days and every single Big 12 team right now could still could still make a bowl game. Is that the case for everybody make one? No, it's not the truth. But like there are a lot of teams in other leagues that, you know, by November, the first week of November, whatever, cannot make bowl games. And that's not the case here because of how competitive the league is. Does the Big 12 this year have as many top dogs as even like the Pac-12 does or the, uh, you know, the SEC does, right? No, they don't have that much firepower. 
um, you know, up at the top. But the depth all the way through, there's no Stanford, there's no Vanderbilt, there are none of the, there's no AM, there is no Auburn, which is seemingly complete, you know, still fighting very hard, but I got to see them in person, not a super impressive team. There's no Colorado, uh, there's none of that. You know, there are not those teams, there's no Northwestern in this league. It's the only, there's no Virginia Tech. Boston College, who I shocked NC State last week and good, good to them. But like they don't, we don't have that in this league. And it's just being discounted because guess who's not at the top? Oklahoma or, or Texas. If Oklahoma or Texas were in the same position that TCU is in right now, they would not be talked about this way. I can guarantee you that. We'd also be talking about, hey, you know, if they lost to Baylor, they'd be fine and good to go. I mean, this is a conversation on ESPN where they're discussing the idea that TCU at 13-0, 13-0 might not belong in the college football playoff. And I'll give you guys one more interesting piece. I looked this up yesterday. I talked about it on yesterday's show. I'll talk about it again. The strength of record for them to criticize, and this is really where I get upset, especially for Paul. These are ESPN's own number. Uh, this is on the playoff picture. This is what they use. Resume ranks. Strength of schedule. TCU, 38th. Michigan, 83. Ohio State, 60. Georgia, 44. Out of the top four teams right now ranked in the college football playoff, TCU's strength of schedule is number one. All right, let's go one more over. Strength of record. That shows how, what is your strength of record? Like how good are your wins and your losses, I guess too, but how good are in, in TCU's case, it's all wins for everybody in the top four. It is all wins. The Georgia strength of record two, Ohio state four, Michigan five, TCU number one. So apparently those analytics that Paul mentioned, uh, you know, those analytics that he talked about earlier on, right. That say, you know, oh, they'd be dogs, whatever. Um, yeah, I guess there's a reason why, you know, when they're underdogs, whatever, they, they seem to always win the games, right? Even when they're, you know, they're not really favored by that much or whatever the, the case may be, doesn't matter. Underdog favorite TCU is winning football games. Are they blowing teams out of the water like Ohio State does to Indiana? No, because there's no Indiana in the Big 12. There is no Rutgers in the Big 12. We do not have that this year. The, the one of the worst teams in the league, Iowa State, is the problem is their quarterbacking out of their own way. They can't run the football, but their defense is one of the best in the best in the country. And so that's what frustrates me in this conversation. Quick word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you all by Underdog Fantasy. If you guys want to play the best place to do fantasy football for college, it's Underdog. It's pretty easy, guys. What you do is they just give you a number and you guys go up against it. So things like Jaden Daniels passing yards over under 271 and a half. Place your wager and see if you guys can get that win. They're offering a special promo right now. Sign up with the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on. And underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. Once again, promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you guys can get your first deposit matched up to $100 today. Get in on the college football pick'em action at Underdog Fantasy. Is that we're having to talk about this. And, you know, the numbers do not back this up. The underdog part, sure. But Cincinnati would have been underdog. We all agreed last year they should have gotten in. 
And this is this is not really about like the playoff as a whole. This conversation really comes down to about it's about the respect the league is not getting. And these kinds of conversations are going to be bad. We saw it with Peter and, and, and Chris Doring, who I like both those guys. I've worked both those guys. I respect both of those guys. But trashing the Pac-12 does nobody any good. Right now, the Pac-12 has six teams in the top 25. That's really good. That shows a lot of depth for that league. But guess what? They're being singled out here and talking about, we can't talk about them. We can't have that. And the problem with the Pac-12, too, I mentioned this yesterday, the one team that could go to the CFP for them is going to leave the league, which you know that, that'll be used against them, I'm sure. But the problem is right now, the, the team that is leading the charge for the Big 12 is TCU. All of a sudden, TCU's Big 12 is a problem. Look, TCU doesn't make the schedule, and TCU's beating everybody on their schedule. And guess what? The analytics say they have the number one strength of record. So it'll be like uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Kansas State, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's not good. Good. TCU embarrassed them. TCU flat out embarrassed them. They played the best version of Oklahoma State. I know they had guys going down left and right, but like that's been the team the entire year. And they played the top 10 version. They clawed and scratched and fought, and they won the game against what was a top 10 team then in double overtime. Guess what? Quarterback goes out for Kansas State and the other guys get hurt. Well, yeah, TCU swarmed all over them. They made the jump. Texas, that situation, yeah, they get the job done. West Virginia, not impressive. Sorry, they got the job done. We'll end up winning by 10 points. Texas Tech, yeah, they, they put it on them in the fourth quarter after trailing. You want to you, you, like, what else are we doing here? I mean, what is the point of all of this? You know, it's, it's, if we're doing the whole, um, we shouldn't allow others into TC and into Oklahoma, excuse me, into the SEC sandbox, into the big boy sandbox, right? This idea that this is the super league idea, right? This is, man, why don't we just have Clemson play Ohio State and Alabama and play LSU and play Oklahoma and play Texas and play, you know, USC and Ohio State and Michigan. Well, the reward at the end of the year is those teams play because they earned it. I don't want to watch that every single, like, I'd love to watch it every single week. It'd be, it'd be great. You know, if, you know, it'd be ideal world. Like, that'd be, that'd be, you know, that's what we want. But not every team is that. That's not how you get it. That's the carrot at the end of the tunnel, right? That's why the playoffs are good because we want the two best teams at the end of the road. We have to weed teams out throughout the process. It's not just, you know, and also just because you play top teams every single week doesn't mean like the games are always going to be great either. And that's a frustrating part of this. You know, SEC game last week, that 13th ranked Missouri defense looked really, really good, didn't it? Wow, blew them out of the water. Tennessee crushed them. Uh, you know, that's like, it's not all great in the SEC, right? Oh my God, the Big Ten, right? Let's just let them break off, go away. They hammered Indiana last week. There's still Indiana. There's still the entire Big Ten West. Like this conversation, sure at the top, Yes, the top is better, but in the end of the day, like, is that what you want it to be? Do you just want the top teams playing all the time? No, because then who would care? Like, there are Ohio State fans. There are Michigan fans. There are Clemson fans. I've made this point before, and I'll make it again. If you go the Super League route, the the problem that doesn't work is, is because there are fans of Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Iowa State, uh, you know, whatever else, like t- Texas Tech, right? I mean – the teams, there'd be so fewer big team or excuse me, so fewer fans paying attention because a majority of the teams wouldn't be involved. The reason why we like college football, like I watch Alabama games because Alabama is in the sport that I cover, right? Uh, my Missouri Tigers went to school there. They play Alabama. You know, Missouri is a school where people have been talking about expansion saying, Oh, uh, the SEC should cut Vanderbilt and Missouri loose, right? Oh, the Pac-12, they get poached. They might lose Washington State and Oregon State. Once you start telling all of these people they don't matter, 
Why am I going to watch Alabama versus Georgia? Why should I care? If I have no way to play those teams and it's a separate sport from what I care about, if my Missouri Tigers, their college football is playing Oklahoma State and Kansas State and all that, then I'll watch that. But if if they can't get the chance to compete up a level and play the top teams because they're not in the Super League, right, uh, then why should I care? There's better football on Sundays. It's a better product. It's It's professionals. I'm not going to watch those college kids that my team can't play and I've got no attachment to the sport anymore because you told my team to go kick rocks and walk away. And that's what they're doing here. Sure, it's not a situation where there's a Super League or the playoff is only included in the Big Ten and the SEC, but what is this conversation in its essence? It's essentially telling those those teams to go take a hike. Like, who, who else do you want TCU to be? They have the and once again, the numbers don't bear this out. Their strength of record is number one. But for the sake of conversation, like what else would you like TCU to do? What else are they supposed to do? They're handling all of their games. All right, sorry, go play in the Fiesta Bowl. Let's go make your you're gonna treat them like they're TCU in the Mountain West. You're gonna make them go play in the the Rose Bowl again because you don't respect them. And also, even further down the line, like he said, this is the TCU Big 12. Guys, this is something to watch in the future. I don't know how it gets fixed. I mean, Cincinnati making it last year, I thought proved a lot. And look, put up a hell of a better fight against Alabama than a lot of teams had, right? I think that's totally fair to say. They put up a better fight against the Heisman Trophy winner and and Will Anderson and company, uh, better than than a lot of teams had done, and they did it last season. TCU on a great run this year. Baylor wins the conference last year. Got a ton of respect from the media coming into the year, as did Oklahoma State. And we're going to have to keep fighting and scratching and clawing. I mean, I'm not sure how many different Big 12 teams have to go to the playoff. Like, I don't know if this is the general thought that is held by most people, but Paul being the guy they bring on to talk about these things and him saying this is very discouraging. Seeing Peter, I know he was on the SEC network on the SEC today uh, this morning saying what he said, but that's really discouraging. Um, and I'm not saying, hey, we got to include everybody inclusion. Yeah, okay, that's not what I'm saying, but the team with the number one strength of record and the best strength of schedule out of the entire top four should probably be in the conversation, don't we think? Let's go to the next point. Number Point number two I made real quickly here as we wrap up. ESPN is so invested in college football. Stephen A. Smith and, and Chris Russo, they should spend their time talking about something else. They, I'm not saying that ESPN needs to rerun uh, college football live all day, but there are better ways for them to promote and talk about the sport. Saturdays are fantastic. I think ESPN's college game day is wonderful. I think it, it, it does a great job promoting the sport and covering all the big games and getting great guest pickers. And then it's a day of football from pillar to post at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Central. You can start watching game day and you can go all the way through your day watching football until uh, midnight Central time and past that. It's great on the ESPN family of networks. I have to say the other six days of the week, I don't think they do a great job. And look, ESPN, I know the NFL stuff does really good numbers and people love the NFL, but you only have one NFL game. You have Monday night football once a week. And then what is it? One or two playoff games. And I think eventually they're getting the Super Bowl. I'm not totally sure, but they don't have many games on the ESPN family of networks. So you've got a ton of football. Why don't you put more resources, time, and energy into that? And 
Look, if you have to hook it to the draft, you have to link it to the draft and they beat the draft to death, do it early in the season. But like talking about Will Levis's season so far would be something that's compelling, right? Wow, this guy is completely overrated. Were we, were we sure we were right about this guy? Talking about guys that, you know, I'm not even saying in the in the Big 12, you know, even Dorian Thompson Robinson, Caleb Williams. Wow, what a year he's having. Bring back Lincoln Riley. Like you can do all of this stuff. It can all be talked about on ESPN. We shouldn't have to sit through segments like this where it's like, TCU, I don't care about the 13-0. Go go play the Fiesta Bowl. Go play the Sugar Bowl. You don't belong here in the college football playoff. It's ignorant. It's dumb. And bringing up the, the TCU's Big 12 means that they're already discrediting the new league before it even starts. Just wait, folks. They've already done it. I'm not this anti-media guy. I'm part of the media. You know, I, I spent time in journalism school. I got a communications degree. I'm I don't I'm not big on crapping on the media. And if I am, I'm I'm suggesting ways to constructively change it. But the numbers, the the data, they don't back up anything Paul said besides besides the fact that they'd be underdogs. But look, they already squashed that notion last week that them being a dog means they're done because they were seven and a half point dogs against Texas and they got the job done. So that's my that that's my thoughts on this is that this is bad news, people, because the, the folks who pay attention to this sport, they know. They do a good job. They understand. Uh, places like the Cover 3 podcast and Split Zone Duo and the Solid Verbal and the folks that, you know, I, I know a lot of the stuff here is so specific, but the Chris Gordy at Locked on SEC, like Chris, you hosted our college ball playoffs the other night. Chris gets it. Chris understands. Chris knows. He covers the SEC. He's an SEC country, sure, but he knows that there should be other respect. Candace, uh, Candace at over the Locked on ACC, she knows. You know, I'm not just saying that it's not just us. It's people at other podcasts, other places too. The Brett McMurphys, the Pete Thambles, the Adam Rittenbergs, the Heather Diniches, the people who know the sport who cover it. Like those are the people we should listen to. ESPN needs to do a better job of being out there and helping promote a sport they have on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, right? That's four to, what is it, uh, Monday and Tuesday. The only day of, the, or excuse me, uh, Sunday and Monday. The only days of the week where college football is not being shown on the ESPN family of networks. Do better. Do better promoting it. People love Maction. People used to love the Thursday night games. Obviously, I know Amazon took it over, whatever. They got some good Friday night games. Saturday, like they, they could do a better job than they are, and this is evidence of that. They ask guys like Russo and, and Stephen A to be experts about a lot of things. Um, and a lot of the lists they come up with can be ridiculous. And that's the hard part about when you're asked to, and that's the same thing on, on mad dogs radio show, but they ask these guys to be experts about everything. Right. I mean, you know, even going back to when the Stephen a called Donald Cerrone, who's got the most, um, the most wins in UFC history, called him a, a quitter said he quit against Conor McGregor. Like, it's just ridiculous stuff that, you know, we shouldn't be asking Stephen A about college football or about MMA. Stick to stick to NBA, stick to MLB, stick to NFL. Asking somebody to be an expert on everything is unfair. That's why the Locked On Network is successful because people cover specific stuff. Because when you narrow in and focus in on one sport, one conference like I do, certain teams like the other hosts do, it just, it's better insight. It, it, it just is. And General sports talk is fine. It's what I grew up on, right? But, you know, in a show, we're talking NFL, NBA, college football, boxing, all in one sitting potentially. Like, how much can I trust you to know everything? Because that's a lot of boxes to check. And I think there is a way that they could focus the content better. I, I really do. I think that's that's where I'm at on this conversation. But as, as it goes for the conference, guys, 
And the Pac-12 might, I mean, the Pac-12 is lucky that they, they might retain Oregon and Washington. We'll see how long that works. But like this, I mean, you just saw that right there. TCU got the committee's respect because I think some of those people watch football and, you know, they, there's some places they could be more respectful towards them. But generally speaking, TCU has their respect right now. But you're seeing in conversations like this, man, not the respect that they should be getting. What what Peter Burns said about having to – TCU can't hold a candle against these top SEC teams. They can't do it at all. Well, you know, Alabama lost to Texas. Uh, you know, they beat Texas barely with their backup quarterback. And Alabama uh, – TCU didn't have any problems shutting out that offense at all and further on, further on down the line either, right? So, I mean, we're talking about uh, TCU right now. We're not talking about Alabama in the playoff, right? Why should we, why should we care, though? Why should we hold a candle? We, have to, we should stop – we talk about Alabama's Sugar Bowl, wherever they go. It just frustrates me, okay? Once again, I'm not here to say that the Big 12 should be considered the best league, but this attitude of people rubbing their noses at it and just kind of ignoring it and putting it off to the side, it's not healthy for the sport, and I think it's going away from what makes the sport great, especially in a time where we're discussing expansion, which could improve the sport and, and be more inclusive. And we've got people talking and saying stuff like this. So it's a fight for the respect of the Big 12. And I can guarantee you folks already, when the new Big 12 and you know next year is kind of the first version of the new Big 12 when OU and Texas are still there and the new schools come in, fight for respect. And when those schools lose especially, an even greater fight for respect is going to have to happen. I think this is evidence of it right here. We're going to need TC to like win it all or something to start getting some respect for this stuff. It's crazy. One more word from our sponsors on today's show. Guys, getting in shape can get tougher as you get older. You guys lose that edge. It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone. That man hormone happens to every man. It can make it be more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic slash active. Well, Nugenics is here to help. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testofen, which has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. You guys can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Once again, COLLEGE to 231231. You guys get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find the show, uh, find me personally, excuse me, at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Let us know your thoughts. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you all, a lot of you probably all feel the same. Trying to be as nuanced. I know I got angry there. Trying to be as nuanced about it. Trying to present facts. Trying to pre present changes, not just be a complainer. Because I think there are ways to fix all of this stuff. But uh, it is frustrating to see this happen. Once again, Subscribe on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Find the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. All right, my friends, till next time, as always, stay safe.